Content warning for this episode of Two Pans in a Pod. Two Pans in a Pod. You may not want to listen if you are triggered by the following things. <laughs> the straights. <laughs> we do talk a little bit about sexuality and fetish- fetishization and a few of those things, but we also talk about a nudie musical. Porno. <laughs> and we somehow ended up talking about fucking Ronald Reagan. Fucking Ronald Reagan. So if he triggers you... This is not your episode. I mean, we didn't talk about him a ton. Nah, maybe just skip that part. Yeah. Just know that he's there. He's there. And now, two pans in a pod. Wow. Welcome to episode eight of Two Pans in a Pod. I wrote seven down right there. Oh, no. No, it's eight. <laughs> eight. 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 This is my co-host, Kit. Hi. They use they, them pronouns. Yeah, this is my co-host, Dave, who uses they, he pronouns. What's up? What's up, buddy? <laughs> Palfrendo. Palfrendo. Hey, we've been really doing good as far as somewhat regularity on the, the whole podcast I know. Thing. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right, let's, let's, let's not, not jinx it today. <laughs> not good. Not <laughs> particle board. I don't know if this is this real is wood. This is not real wood. Mm-mm. Knock plastic. Okay. Dinosaur sure. bones. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> I saw a thing that said that the oil is not dinosaurs. It's plants. It, it's plants. I, it's I don't have dinosaurs. a dog in this fight. I, I don't have a I dog in this fight. I don't either. Fight. I don't care. Uh, it, oil is a finite resource still. Pre, <laughs> we know yeah, that. Yeah. Prehistoric materials. If it helps you to use less oil to consider it dinosaur bones, then do that. I guess. If it helps you to use less oil to consider it Cretaceous era plants, do that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and now, you know, I might be misremembering what it actually was. All I know is it's not dinosaurs. I have no idea. <laughs> it's just, it's not dinosaurs. It's a finite resource that we shouldn't be going to war over right probably not we're drilling off the coast of alaska for (laughs) how have you been kit spicy how have you been dave (laughs) much better thank you i was spicy last you were spicy last week no i'm doing much better it's my turn to be extra spicy yeah what are we spicy about just kind of everything i don't know i'm just vibing with the spice oh yeah (laughs) oh i will say this speaking of the spice i watched dune Oh, okay. I I haven't read the book. I've... I'm mad. Okay. Because it's only half of it. Oh, fuck. Two and a half hours God for half damn the it. damn story. Shit. They walk off into the desert, and here I am going, that's it? Fuck. <laughs> Here's the, I have such a complicated relationship uh, with Dune. To our fans, please don't come for me. I'm trying. Yeah. But I'm like, not a super fan either, so. I've tried to read it like four times now, and I always get to the same spot, and I'm always like, I'm just going to put it down for a little bit. And then a year later, I'm like, I have to start over. So I haven't made it. I tried the audiobook. I tried the actual book. I found the graphic novel, which Frank Herbert's son has been working on. And I was like, oh, sick. So Mm -hmm. I checked it out from the library. And? And it stops at the same place that I keep stopping (laughs) reading. (laughs) So I still don't know what happens after that. Um, and watch, it's just my luck. Maybe the movie stops in the same place. I, I have no idea. I, I also don't know why we have to say Harkonnen differently now. It's Harkonnen? Not, it's yeah. not Harkonnen? It's Harkonnen. Yeah. But in the movie, it was Harkonnen. What? They, they the, didn't listen to the in, audiobook. In the 1984 version, it was Harkonnen, and so I got used to that. And so even after I read the book, in my uh, mind, it was always Harkonnen. Harkonnen. And then they come out with the proper pronunciation, and I'm in all, the new all movie. messed up. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I listened to the audiobook first. So I have all of the yeah. like original narrator pronunciations in my mm-hmm. head. 
and I haven't actually seen the original movie, which is just bizarre because I, I like that director and I like all the actors that are in it and I live for corny sci-fi. So the way it happened for me, I was in high school when the movie came out. I was like a freshman in high school. And I went with some cousins and I saw it and I went, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> so I went and watched it again. I paid for that movie full price, which was like $5 in 1980 whatever Damn. money. I went and saw that thing like three times, still didn't understand what was going on. So I'm like, I have to read this book. Okay. So I forced myself to read it in high school. Did it help? Yeah. Okay. For sure. And so I was really looking forward to a better telling of the story. And I thought, you know, two and a half hours, not a lot of time to tell this story. And sure as fuck it was. I, I don't know. I didn't do my research or something. Maybe everybody else knew. I didn't know. I'm sitting there going, God, it's taking a while to get through it. And we're only to this point in the thing. Are they just going to wrap the whole thing up at the very end? Like, uh, nope. Mm -mm, we got a whole other movie to make. Or maybe two. I have I no know. idea. I think I did that with The Hobbit. Like, I didn't realize they were splitting it into, like, three or however many they ended up with. And so we got to the end of the first one, and I was like, wait, what, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, a whole 60% of the book left. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. So I was, uh, hmm. And, mm -hmm. and then I Google, when's the release date for part two? And they're like, there's a pretty good chance part two will get released. And I'm like. Pretty good. <laughs> They're like, no, we're done. <laughs> that was all we wanted to tell. We're fine. Timothy doesn't want to come back. Right. Uh, Timothy didn't like the still suit. God. It looks very uncomfortable to wear. I will say that. Good for him for wearing it. it that's like such a whole, uh, like to me at least, the still suits are just such a whole gender vibe. And I think it like harkens back to kind of like the Hellraiser style, like Clive Barker bringing leather daddy fashion mm, yeah. to like horror fans and stuff. I think the still suits kind of like pluck that same harp string for me. They're so um, skin tight and they're, they're almost like you can't tell anybody's gender when they're wearing one. Hmm. Fantastic. It's almost like Kit really likes people who blur gender lines or something. I don't uh, know. I don't have a stop type. It. No. No. Mm. <laughs> So you're spicy. Anyway, we oh, got we spicy. got to we got to Dune because Kit was spicy. Welcome to Two Pans in a Pod, where we talk about uh, arrakis and spice. The spice melange. Spice must flow. Melange. <laughs> like I never even understood from the first movie that the spice was necessary for the navigators to hallucinate your way through space for you. What? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wonder if that was an influence on uh, Becky McKinney wrote this. Becky McKinney? Yeah, I think. I'm sorry, Becky, if that's not your last name, but wrote oh. this very cool series called the Wayfarers series, and the first one is A Long Way to a Small and Angry Planet, I think is what it's called, and it's a sci-fi series, super gender expansive, super sexuality expansive, really awesome, and they do have these, like, there's this, like, navigator species that has a virus mm. that enables them to see dimensionally in space way farther than anyone else can see they can see like all the sub layers of space and can like navigate through mm -hmm. wormholes and stuff it's super cool and i wonder if dune and the spice melange had anything to do with <laughs> becky mckinney's characterization of that maybe i don't know perhaps. becky if you're listening uh i'm a huge Le fan and also let us know two pans at a pod dot show dot show Anything else that you, is your spice flowing today? My spice flowing. Um, straight people, 
but that's going to come up oh, later in this episode. <laughs> Content warning. Straight Content people. warning for the straights. Are they okay? No, they are not. <laughs> they never have been. Uh, what else? Uh, gender of the day. What is your gender today? Oh, gosh. my. G- so I was so corny and wholesome with it today, but I'm you, you told me not to apologize for my gender. My Don't gender apologize. today is gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah. I got to take a week off of creating, and I didn't really. I was still like making Oh, my content. God. I forgot to send you a video. That's okay. <laughs> you are not the only one. I appreciate the fact that you were just willing to do it. It's I was like, good. yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I just never did. You, you and another handful of people. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Everybody who even just said they would and just didn't have time, I appreciate you as well. Fucking artists. I just forgot. The bees in my head were like, no, we're not going to remember this. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, had, uh, I had another lovely creator who said that he would do one for me and I think probably just got swept up in life as well. It's quite all right. So you took a week off. I took a week off. Um, I um, took that time to reestablish, since I'm now, a, I guess, a TikTok creator. Dang. Drag me in there kicking and screaming. But I'm going to run it like more like a business. So I'll have days where I film and days where I edit and days where I publish. Good. And, um, have more of a structure. Also, I'm done taking on responsibility for trolls. In my comments, mm-hmm. I really like to cultivate a safe space for everybody to come into my comment section and have a wonderful time having a, a lovely discourse. And my only rule is don't be a dick. Mm. But I get trolls. And I was really hyper vigilant about deleting the troll comments and blocking the trolls so they didn't get back in there so they wouldn't disturb my safe space. And I learned after one particular troll pushed it a little bit too far that I have about 600,000 people at my back. They are not going to be triggered by these trolls. They are going to take care of them. So. It's like a self-cleaning litter box. It really is. It's kind of nice. We take out the trash. (laughs) So I'm not so um, anxiety-ridden about trolls coming into my comments anymore. Because trolls will troll. But my my followers and the people who love my content, they're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Troll hunters. <laughs> Troll hunters. If you will. Yeah. So my my gender of the day was gratitude. Gratitude. I'm and I said, for all oh, that's so people. wholesome. Yes, I am very wholesome. And today. then Dave said, I'm sorry. And I said, don't apologize for your gender. <laughs> Which goes for everyone listening. Do Eps, not apologize never. for your gender, Do ever. Do not apologize. And a lot of the time, I think for non-binary people, it feels like we have to apologize for our genders. <sighs> that is a whole mood right there. Mm-hmm. 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 I constantly feel like my gender takes up too much space. And that's not, one, that's not right. But two, that's just really harmful. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Right. 2022, year of the gender. That's it. I'm calling it. The year of the gender. Year of the gender. I can't wait. Yes. It's going to be great. Tell your friends. Buy a ticket. 2022. It's coming. 2022. The year of the gender. Bum, bum, bum. So my gender today, I hope you're going to like this. Okay. You're going to like this. My gender today is Kurt Russell in Escape from New York. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my gender today. Uh. Snake Plissken. Holy cow, I had such a weird, weird crushy vibe on Snake as, as a youngster, because I, I saw that movie in the theater. Again, I'm old. <laughs> saw that movie in the theaters. 
Ha, and I was <laughs> yeah. raging with testosterone Woo. at that time and just mm, yeah. yeah. We were my partner and I watched it last night. First time for both of us. Okay. We've never seen it. I haven't seen it probably since the eighties. It is still a legitimately very good movie. Yeah? Actually. I was like, Oh, this will be a fun rompy time. I did that recently with Lost Boys too. I had never seen the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, this will be like a fun, corny, like 80s vibe. I can just chill out. And then I was like, fuck, this is a really good movie. It's a really good movie. And so I did the same thing with Escape from New York. Yeah. I was like, oh, fun vibes, like whatever. We were going to watch a scary movie. And then the night got kind of anxious and a little like too high key. And I was mm. like, let's just watch Escape from New York. Like it's low pressure. It's young Kurt Russell with that haircut. Yeah. Like we'll be fine. That haircut. Um, and it's like really good and yeah the whole time i was like gender gender vibes gender vibes like from snake plissken to the duke to um oh god what did they romero the weird like puckish there's this weird puckish it's sort of weird gender vibes character who like they're the Duke's lapdog. I'm trying to remember who you're talking very, about. Very, I don't, I would venture to say very heavily influenced by David Bowie. I, I don't know what the director was like truly thinking with that character, but that's what it seemed like to me. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah. So Romero, and I was like, what, what is he doing here? What, what kind of a movie is this? Wow. Yeah. Weird character. Played by Frank Doubles Day. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but oh my God. Watching that actor, I was like, you seem like a professional dancer or something. Like there was a lot of like control over the physicality, a lot of like ropey muscle and like functional muscle. I don't know if like he was a professional dancer or knows some martial art really well. I don't know, but very in control of his body. Super interesting Uh character. Known for... Playing villains, obviously. Assault on Precinct 13. Haven't seen it. Escape from New York. Both John Carpenter movies. Um, Those were, I guess, the biggest ones. Uh, He also appeared in First Nudie Musical. Hell yeah. (laughs) See? Dancer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Has to be a dancer. Has to be a dancer. Or at least knows the basics. (laughs) Yeah, super interesting vibes from that character. And just gender in general in that movie is approached in a really interesting way. Very John Carpenter, but like it was super interesting. And the whole thing was just kind of a vibe. Uh, Except it, I mean, I guess it stays true to Snake's characterization. But the way it ends, like my partner and I are both extremely anti capitalist. And the way it ends, we were like, hmm. Could have gone a lot harder with that. And so, like, mild spoilers for a movie that came out in 1982, so plug your ears uh, if you want. But, um, so, like, Snake Plissken rescues the president, gets out, whatever. And then they just leave everyone on Manhattan. Like, they leave all these yeah. prisoners yeah. in this fucking hellscape yep. Bye. of Sorry. capitalist imperialism. It's really weird. And then I was like, oh, but there's a sequel. Maybe they go back 
and liberate Manhattan. And the sequel is called Escape from L.A. And I went, what? (laughs) So it's just not resolved. No, no, I remember that. They just kind of like, yeah, well, it's all about us. We're gone. So I guess that's all we need. What? And like, it's sure it's true to Pliskin's characterization that he truly does not give a shit about anyone else. And, you know, I respect that, I guess. Um, talk about no character arc whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, w- f- <laughs> cool. So I guess all these people get to die on Manhattan. Yeah, like, pretty much. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm more focused now on f- the first nudie musical. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that existed until what is now. That? I don't know. Frank Doubleday, what does that mean? <laughs> the movie is a comedy starring Cindy Williams. Uh, uh, she was in uh, Laverne and Shirley. Played yes, Shirley. Uh, Stephen Nathan and Bruce Kimmel. Nathan plays Harry Schuchter, a, an heir to a studio forced to make a musical comedy porno in order to stave off bankruptcy. Sure, There's no not? way this can fail. No way this can fail. It's too big to fail. <laughs> Starring all these names that I've never heard of before, <laughs> and Cindy Williams. Cindy Williams was in a. A light porno, apparently. Oh, bless her. <laughs> Shirley from Laverne and Shirley was in a light porno. I have a couple questions. Is that a content warning thing? Should we put that we porn. talked about? Porn light musical. porn. Light porn musical. It's kind of like when Zach and Mary make a porno came out and everyone was like, what the fuck? Oh, right now they freaked out, right? Like the reception to that movie was so weird because you have these really well-known actors like making this movie and everyone's like, you can't do that. Even though in the 70s and 80s, here's a niche interest of kids, uh, in the 70s and 80s, it was actually really common for actors in Hollywood to cross back and forth on that line between porn, especially softcore porn, and mainstream films. That wasn't uncommon. And sure. so people make a really big deal out of, um, what's his name, uh, Rocky, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, right, right. Being in that porn, but mm-hmm. that actually wasn't uncommon at the time. Like A lot of people did that. It's just that we don't have a lot of the celluloids. <laughs> like, they didn't survive. True. But tons Thankfully. of people, like, <laughs> did that back and forth. And so if you're watching a vintage porno one day, it's entirely likely that you're going to see a very well-known actor. Sylvester Stallone. Somewhere Ronald in a shot. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Oh. <laughs> Burn in hell. <laughs> I still laugh about that meme, where's Ronald Reagan? <laughs> Uh, Should we put Ronald Reagan in the content warning? Yes, that is a content warning. <laughs> fucking Ronald Reagan. We're going to put fucking in front of his name. Fucking here. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> uh, we're coming for you, okay. buddy. All right. Are we all caught up then? I think so. <laughs> I think 20 minutes was... later. <laughs> Catch up corner. Catch Gender up of the day. Corner. Condiment corner. <laughs> don't need the in, the interlude music anymore. You can just do that for us. I'll just do it all the time. Perfect. Until I forget. <laughs> I love my allies. My mom is the, one of the best allies I have. That's good. It's amazing. My sister, another one, she's got a mama bear shirt she wears. Cute. Yeah, love it. Um, <laughs> I was asked recently how I felt about the ally flag. And... My first thought was, there's an ally flag? Yeah, that was my thought when you told me about it. I was like, 
there's an ally flag? Why is there an ally flag? I mean, if I wanted to show my allyship, I'd just put a rainbow flag out. Right. Like, we have a whole flag for that. There, there is already a, an ally flag, and it's just a big rainbow. There's a progressive one that includes more colors and our BIPOC friends. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm, but fly that one. No, but Dave, then people won't know that I'm straight. So? But but how will they know it's no homo? They might, my neighbors might think I'm gay. They, they, they might. They might think I'm gay, <laughs> They Dave. might think you're gay. Oh, God. They might think you're gay. I feel the same way when I see people at Pride <laughs> who are wearing shirts that say straight against hate. Or straight but not narrow. And I'm like, look, first off, this isn't your day. Right. Secondly, the the just the no homo energy of it <laughs> just kills me. Like, <laughs> will it kill you for a day if people might maybe think you might be a homosexual? <laughs> like I think you're gonna be fine. Um, and on the flip side of that, I did have a conversation with a, a young angry queer person at a pride parade Mm -hmm. where um i think they were really intimidated by me because they had been like hovering around me for a little while and i was very aware that they were like circling me but hadn't spoken to me yet apparently you have your own gravitational orbit i guess and i was in you know my regular punk regalia and so i could see looking a little intimidating for people to approach me i mean i have a large frame, I'm tall, I'm wearing spikes and leather. Like, I could see that being a little intimidating. But um, they finally approached me and started talking to me, and they started off the conversation by pointing out a straight-passing couple and talking about how much they hate seeing the straights at Pride. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) No. Oh, sweet baby angel. No, no. Hey. Neither of them might be straight. Exactly. They may not be cisgender. They may not be straight. The, we are not Ooh. here to gatekeep. However, if you are wearing a straight against hate shirt, I am going to make fun of you. Yeah, well, we probably I will, will make fun point of you. laugh a little bit. You might as well. I mean, just wear a hashtag no homo. It's got the same energy, <laughs> Brian. Just come out with it already. Or get over your fear that people might think you're gay. <laughs> And that's the thing. I think a lot of it comes down to you need to examine your own internal prejudice. Yeah. Because if you feel the need to have a pride flag that announces to the world that you believe in gay marriage, but you're straight, though. Right. Right. That indicates to me that you have some kind of internal prejudice going on and you think that being perceived as gay is a bad thing. And you need to sit with that, Brian. You need to sit with that. Just talk with yourself a little about that. Look in the mirror and go, hey, what are we afraid of? Mm -hmm. And are there truths about ourselves that we haven't discussed out loud yet? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. I have an acquaintance who is a closeted transphobe, and I think that they are closeted even to themselves. No. Uh, And it's kind of one of those things that it's like, listen, you talk a lot of game in terms of allyship, and then you regularly fuck up my pronouns and say amazingly offensive things about transgender people. You might be a transphobe if, right? And I just, I don't think they're even aware that they have a problem with trans people. And I, as a trans person, Mm -hmm. I'm standing here going, 
you're an asshole. <laughs> but like, I don't think they know. You don't know you're an asshole. So I'm like, when's that egg going to crack, buddy? I see assholes. I see. They don't even know that they're assholes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What's the big twist at the end? Do they figure it out? I hope so. I hope so. Boy, howdy. <laughs> They eventually, oh, shit, I've been an asshole this whole time. It's incredible how much people struggle to come home to themselves. Yeah. You know? And I will say, as, as a person who has been and probably will still be an asshole, <laughs> recognizing that and sitting with yourself for a little bit, it doesn't actually hurt you as much as it does as you think it will. Mm-hmm. It's actually going to help. You're going to be a much freer, lighter being when you come to the other side of that tunnel. And it doesn't hurt you as much as you're hurting other people. Yeah, for sure. And that's... For sure, for sure. The crux of it. The A in the alphabet soup does not stand for ally. No. Everybody, it stands for asexual. Asexual. Okay? (laughs) So, you don't need a pride flag if you're an ally. You don't need your own pride flag. Mm. You need a pride flag. Yeah. The rainbow flag. Fly a rainbow. The Philadelphia flag. Fly a bi flag. Right. Fly a lesbian flag. Fly whatever. There are... 800 other flags out there you could fly. But you do not need your own flag. I mean, if you really have to buy one of those rainbow flags that says, in this house, we believe that black lives matter and science is science. And no, if human you is have illegal. to, yeah. that's fine. People might still think you're gay. <laughs> yes. Or at least perceive you as being liberal. They'll definitely think you're a liberal. I certainly, every time I see that, I'm like, well, liberal lives there. <laughs> In case it's not clear to our listeners yet, I am a hard leftist. <laughs> I am way the fuck over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I, that would be that would be pretty much both of us. Yeah. yeah so. so, yeah. But you know, I, I mean, mean, we're living in a capitalist society. Doesn't mean we have to like it. Better that people think you're a liberal than people think you're gay, Dave. What? <laughs> I'm not sure that's the case anymore. It's not, I, well, that's true. <laughs> I would rather them. Ha- I would rather them think I'm a liberal than a Democrat. But we'll get into that later. Ooh, shots fired! <laughs> bing bing. Hello, welcome to. Uh, who are we? Uh, two pans in a pod. I almost said no pans in a pod. No I'm pa- like, no, there's two of us in here. No pants in a pod. No pants in a pod. We'll both wear skirts one day and do this. I actually thought about wearing one today, and then I wore a binder instead. So you wonderful. Know, gender. Uh, here we are. Um, yeah, I, I think it's also really important to sit with the verbiage mm. of ally flag versus straight flag <sighs> because they're the same thing yeah. effectively. They really right? are. And so when we're talking about ally pride, that's pretty close to straight, to straight pride. pride. And we all know how the queers feel about straight pride. Right. I'm so, sorry, straight people, you have not been oppressed. No, and... At least not for being straight. Right, right. There, you, exactly. there may be a myriad of other reasons you've been oppressed. Exactly. Um, one of my coworkers told me once that uh, they think that being called cis is as bad as being called the N-word. Yeah. I thought I was going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> like, I actually had to retreat. Like, my soul left my body mm-hmm. for a moment, and as, I was... As I just did now. ...astral so. projecting and <laughs> looking down at my place of business going... Ooh. And so I had to like center myself and come back. Yeah. But like. I've also been told that like cishet has a hateful sound to it. Yeah, it's because I hate you. <laughs> um, but that's a me thing. Yeah, it's that's fact, not that it's word. Actually not all of you, it's just you specifically. You specifically. <laughs> um, 
So, like, just this whole thing about if you are straight, you have not been oppressed, systemically and systematically oppressed for your sexuality. Mm. You may stand at the intersection of other oppressive lines, yes, but you do not have a, a leg to stand on in terms of... Oh, well, what about straight pride? Straight pride is all the time, yeah, asshole. All the time. We live in a country of compulsory heterosexuality. That's it. That's the full thing. Compulsive heterosexuality. When when you come out of the womb, society is already looking at you going, is that a boy or a girl? That's the mm-hmm. first thing mm-hmm. in your entire life. And from then on... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then your Uncle Dan gets you a onesie that says <sighs> Lady Killer or Heartbreaker right. or Future Miss. The ones that really get me are like Future Misses, insert celebrity here, like whatever. Those really creep me out. Don't right. put those on your babies. No, plus don't that, sexualize that your babies. And your baby should not be dating. No, 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 God. <laughs> really no. shouldn't. <laughs> Good Lord. So much of that clothing is so creepy. Uh-huh. Uh, what was I looking for? I was looking for a Brandon Tanev shirt. Hockey. And um, I found a bunch of shirts that say, like, Mrs. Brandon Tanev. And I was like, no. No. (laughs) I just want his jersey number on a Kraken shirt. (laughs) Is that not, is that too hard to find? (laughs) Mrs. Brandon Tanev? How many of you are there? (laughs) I don't think that's legal, ma'am. Now, I will give, as a baby gift, like a onesie that says, Mommy just wanted a back rub. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So tacky. Uh. Oh, good gravy. Um, I'm that guy. One of our friends, one of our mutual friends, at her baby shower, she had a pile of white onesies, Mm -hmm. and everyone painted a onesie with puffy paint. Okay. And it was like super fun, and everybody got to like paint a design or whatever. And I painted little monsters all over it, and there was a big word bubble with the baby's name in it. And then by the time he was finally large enough to wear them, because they were quite big, he was sentient and not a little bread loaf anymore. (laughs) Um, And he just thought the monsters were just delightful. And you know what? I am running on the platform of more monsters for children. I like that. If and, and by the way, if you have not seen Kit's drawings, they are a very talented artist. Thank you. And uh, I mean that with all my heart. You've shown me several of your your lovely pieces of art. But Thanks. I would say you can find them somewhere, but you can't. You can't unless you. Yeah, like so you just can't. most of you probably haven't seen their artwork, but it is absolutely gorgeous. Maybe very I'll talented like artist. put them somewhere. Maybe you should. I don't know where. Share your share your gift. Share my gift <laughs> with the world. You do it. Uh. Have we covered our frustration with the sisses? I mean, for now. The straight sis. For the this cis-ettes. moment. The sisettes. You've got a very beautiful black rain cloud behind you right now. I'm in just the... a little black rain I'm going I'm to take a picture. Perfect. And we're going to put this on the show notes that we still haven't been doing. <laughs> Say hi to the people. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That picture will be in our show notes maybe. Maybe. Someday. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> um, so, Dave. Yeah. Clive Barker. I know I should know that name. 
Clive, you should. So Clive Barker, I actually uh, mentioned him in the condiments section. Today, he was the writer and director of Hellraiser. Oh, that's how I know yes. that name. Yes. Also, Books of Blood. He wrote the short story that Candyman is based on. Mm. All these different things had a huge impact on horror as we know it. Cool. That's, I found out yeah. last night that Clive Barker is in the family. He's gay. No kidding. I know. I was like, no shit. No <laughs> I shit. should probably know that as like a huge horror buff. Like that's information that should be in my wheelhouse. Wow. Um, I mean, I knew the girls that made The Matrix are. Yes. But I didn't know he was. Right. So I was watching, what was I watching? I think I was watching Eli Roth's History of Horror on Shudder. This is not a paid advertisement, but it's a really good series. So if you're like <laughs> into that kind of thing, it's pretty awesome. It's really well researched, even though you do have to listen to Quentin Tarantino talk for a little bit, but it's just a little bit, so it's okay. <laughs> That man is so tedious, but so I, okay, I am not, not the first you're not to say wrong. it. You're not wrong. I think it's Fiona Apple. He's very talented, but also very tedious. Fiona Apple quit doing hallucinogens entirely because she did mushrooms once with Quentin Tarantino oh, and dear. somebody else, and they watched a movie in Quentin's like home theater, and she like left halfway through and won't do hallucinogens anymore. <laughs> I don't know what don't, happened. Who knows? But um, I'm sure it was really tedious, whatever it was. So kids, don't do hallucinogens with Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. That's Find the rule we've learned. Someone you don't think is tedious and who <laughs> won't talk about feet for 20 minutes. So um, Clyde Barker yeah, is, is in, in the, the Rainbow family. Mafia. That's yeah. awesome. I thought that was so cool. And a lot of the inspiration behind the Hellraiser aesthetic had to do with the leather daddy kink scene in the queer community. That so makes sense. But I, yeah, no. Right. You know, when you don't put the pieces together until the pieces fall together, and then, and then you're, you're like, like oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Hellraiser, I, I remember seeing, again, at <laughs> the movie theater, um, and it freaked me out. It was like, it was not my genre. It's freaky. It was just, I walked out of there feeling so very uneasy about lots of things it's after that. It's super freaky. Yeah. And Clive Barker has a lot in common with, like, David Cronenberg, just in terms of, like, Really uneasy, uncomfortable uh -huh. body horror, pain fetishization, and Hellraiser really walks that line, that fetishization line. Uh -huh. And so with the, the Cenobites, there's like some real sexual content in there. I could definitely see <laughs> not grooving with that. Yeah. Until yeah. probably more recently in my life. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. Yeah, I must have been 18 when I saw it. Yeah. Or 19. I can see that old. being too much for 18-year-old Mormon yes. days. Yeah, really. <laughs> I can see that being a lot. That was a lot for me to inhale at one time. It's a lot of like intersectional gender sexuality. I was so That's confused too much. at the end of that movie. <laughs> I had an enduring crush. I have an enduring crush on... Uh, what is his name? Lord Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain from Cabin in the Woods. Um, he's not named in the script. He's named in the credits. Okay. And they're just these Cenobites that like appear in Cabin in the Woods and they're not, they don't have much screen time. <laughs> I have the biggest, you all know who I'm talking about. I have the biggest crush on the tall, very sexy Cenobite. Um, and when I like, when I found out that Clive Barker is gay, the Cenobites come from the Leather Daddy scene, all of these things are connected. So many puzzle pieces <laughs> slotted into place. I went, oh. oh that explains a lot. Makes so much sense now. Hmm. <laughs> I should have worn my Tom of Finland cologne today. 
your Tom of Finland mm-hmm. cologne. I don't know what that is. Tom of Finland. Okay, wait, which part? <laughs> Both. Oh, oh. I mean, I know what cologne is. Okay, so I don't, cologne. I don't, I didn't. No, Tom of Finland. Uh, so here's a little another piece of queer history for everyone. Tom of Finland was an artist in the, I believe, 70s and 80s. He did a series of chapbooks featuring almost grotesquely muscular men in various stages of undress. It was all very homoerotic. It was extremely explicit. He was very involved in the leather daddy scene. There were a lot of scenes of uh, cops in like full leather Mm. and very, very subversive for the time, very sexy. They would get like passed around by people like, oh, have you seen this? Like just a big deal. And he became like such a huge part of gay male culture. And a few years ago, Etat Libre de Orange, I'm not pronouncing that correctly. I'm so sorry. I don't speak French, um, which is a perfume company. They did a perfume tribute to Tom of Finland. And it smells like leather and tobacco and aftershave. Oh. And there's a little tiny note of rubber. Just a little, yeah. just a titch. And depending on who you talk to, some people think it smells like a uh, PVC gimp suit. Some people think it smells like a condom. But there's just a li- it's very subversive. And the first time I smelled it, I laughed. Like I pulled it out of the box. <laughs> I sprayed it on my wrist and I started laughing because it's just so unique and subversive and wonderful and everything that Tom of Finland himself was. So Wow. There you I go. I had no idea. I had no idea. And, and again, for people who don't know, uh, Kit has their own perfume company. Yeah. PacificNorthwestPerfumes.com. Yeah. Dot com. Yeah. Yeah. So not only do they know what they're talking about when it comes to Tom of Finland, but also when it comes to when fragrances. It comes to fragrances. It's one of my favorites. It's it's a really incredible perfume. I highly recommend it. Oh, it's yeah. very it's very masculine, but I could see on Someone who's much more femme presenting, I could see it vibing as like wearing your boyfriend's leather jacket. Like, you know, kind of that Mm -hmm. vibe. Mm -hmm. It's such a good fragrance. They did a really good job with it. So, and that that perfumer who designed it is known for that kind of subversive, strange, unique, like you haven't smelled anything like this kind of thing. So, anyway, Tom, perfume. Clive Barker. Clive Barker. Go look up Tom of Finland. It is not safe for work. I cannot underscore <laughs> that enough. Go look it up in the privacy of your own home. Privacy of your own home. Not in the library. Or, you know, hard mode. Do it on the subway. Ooh, Freak wow. out the guy standing next to you. Yeah, well, that's Shouldn't something. be looking at your phone anyway. That's right. Right? Yeah, yeah. Someone's looking over your shoulder. They get what they get. They get what they get. They don't throw a fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a Perfect. big fan of creeping out people on public transport when they're standing too close. <laughs> I see that in you. Mm -hmm. I've been watching this show lately that a lot of people already knew about, and I didn't. (laughs) I hadn't heard of it before you mentioned it. Late to the party a little bit. (laughs) Uh, It's in its second season now, and I'm just now catching up with season one. It is called We're Here, and it's on HBO. Um, These three drag queens are gorgeous individuals, um, all three of whom, I believe, competed on RuPaul's Drag Race. (sighs) 
I don't watch that show Mm-mm. because I am not a big fan of contrived drama. Drama for the sake of drama does not excite me at all. And so when I hear a drag queen up there going, I am the best and I am better than all of these people and here's why you should love me more than them and blah, 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 I just want to punch them. <laughs> yeah. Because so, um, and that's that's true with any genre or any of that genre. Yeah. Like any show which pits people against people, so that there's just one last one standing. I hate them. Yeah. I've never liked them. I'm not a fan either. Yeah. But these three wonderful drag queens go from small town to small town in the U.S. with these amazing uh, decked out vans. One looks like a purse. One looks like a shoe. It's amazing. Um, but it's Eureka, Bob the Drag Queen, and Shangela. So for all of my drag people out there who already know who these wonderful people are, congratulations. <laughs> I am just getting to know them, and I think they're beautiful. Perfect. They go around. Uh, we had... Um, a queer person that they helped, uh, this queer person had decided to leave the Christian church because they were queer. And then they decided to d- maybe not be queer anymore and go back to being a Christian. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> no, that's the wrong way. Come back. <laughs> and so they helped him do some drag. And Good. he's decided to live his life as both a Christian and a queer now. Yes, yes. correct. <laughs> so... Um, also, they, you know, some people who, honestly, there was a, it was a mom who said some horrible things to her daughter when she came out, and daughter doesn't want anything to do with her. Still, at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, didn't, which is fair. Yeah. But mom's making an effort. She's now realized what a dick she was. Good. And she was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and is trying to, at least to make an effort to talk to her daughter. Good. But her daughter's got boundaries, and well, she should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as you know, where I, where I wanted that to go was the resolution. It didn't necessarily happen, but that's real life. Yeah. You know, not everything gets solved in a one-hour show. No, and I think especially with parents, there's this idea of like, oh, well, I said I was sorry. Mm-hmm. And I'm, oh, I'm trying. This, and I made this grand gesture. I'm right. on this show, and I'm doing a drag and I'm show. I'm trying, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, great. So you're doing this one thing. After years of being a problem. (laughs) Right. You know, and so I think I'm always encouraged when I see people who apologize and maybe that apology isn't accepted and they keep trying. Mm -hmm. Right. Or they apologize and it's still not enough. And so they keep trying instead of just throwing up their hands and going, oh, you're impossible or whatever. It's like maybe some boundaries come down, maybe none right away. Yeah. And that's... That's called consequences. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to live with our consequences. Are these the consequences of my actions? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Hello. Yeah. Um, so I like the fact that it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the drag queens have had the cops called on them in Branson, <laughs> Missouri, just for being out in public in uh, drag. Uh, um, they were in Twin Falls, Idaho. God. Can you imagine Ugh. three gorgeous drag queens parading around in downtown Twin Falls? No. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. It's lovely. I quite, I've quite enjoyed the show. I actually got the tip from another local drag queen. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. If any of you here locally know debauchery. Yes. Yeah. Debauchery. Deb. Um, hopped into my lift one day. Oh, cute. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> and you're like, bitch. <laughs> and she was quite taken aback because she didn't realize who I was at first. Right. She's like, bitch. <laughs> Wait, who do? Who, mm. 
I'll, I'll be excited once I know who that's coming from. Exactly. <laughs> I've definitely had moments like that where I'm like, who the fuck? Yeah, who's calling me? What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, okay, you're Oh, alone. it's you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Deb, thank you for the tip. I love the show. I ugly cry through just about every episode. Mm, so, Which is why I probably will not be watching it. <laughs> Fair. I, I can't Fair. even watch Queer Eye without turning into a mess. Oh, no, same, same, I'm for sure. not here for being a mess. This one's actually got a f- fewer problems than I think Queer Eye Good. has. Yeah. Good. Those boys. I, I love the show. Mm-hmm. I love seeing um, Jonathan kind of come into themselves yes. and come home to themselves. Yes. That's been amazing. Ooh, but some of those early episodes, you're like, honey, you can't say that. Oh, my God. When they had, uh, I have to just say, when they had um, the episode with the cop mm-hmm. and Karama was driving mm-hmm. and they thought it would be cute to have a cop pull him over no. and then do like a little gotcha moment. No, <laughs> was like, that's not fucking cute. That was so tone deaf. What producer let that happen? That's not fucking cute. <laughs> like I, the one that got me was they did an episode with a transgender man. And, um, God, I can never remember his name. He's got like the silver hair. Tan. Oh, Tan. Yeah. Tan was like, I don't know anything about being transgender. Can you tell me all the things? And it's like, why the fuck didn't you do your own goddamn yeah, research? Yeah, let's do some research. I know you were trying to do this for the camera Mm-mm. and to get this on tape, but maybe you could have phrased that a little differently. Yeah, or like have some fact cards. You're yeah. like, what? Or let your audience do their own research because trans people aren't your encyclopedias. Oh my God. Please don't yeah. make it their burden to educate oh you. Oh my God. And just the whole episode was real tone deaf. And I was like, have none of you guys ever met a trans person before? Like, what is happening here? here i got it i got that in, in a comment once and they were like i don't know what they he means i'm like well there's Do a lot of research on the internet research. <laughs> you know that small computer that you typed this on that's in your hands right now <laughs> it'll tell you what they he, they he means well and that's what i'm going through this whole thing at one of my jobs right now where we're like navigating some of the gender issues that are coming from having a transgender employee and not having baseline education for your other employees and um One of the things that I was trying to communicate was like, I am happy to answer questions. However, you do need to do your own research. And like, if you don't get it, I'm sure you could all hear the air quotes (laughs) there. If you don't get it, um, that's not really my problem. And you also don't have to get it to respect it. And... Google is a thing, my dudes. It is a thing. My friends. So easy. Use the fucking internet. Man, I I tell you what, it has been a lifesaver for me because I'm old and and on the Tiki Talks, people are using terms I don't get. Like, what? Like, what is that? And then I go look it up and I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Sure. And then I don't have to look like the idiot in the comment section that goes, I don't know what that is. Right. Uh, can you explain this to me? No. You're holding a smartphone. <laughs> right now, you're holding a smartphone. Dumb person, smartphone. <laughs> yeah. The two of you together should get something done. Figure it out. <laughs> that, yeah. Anyway, that's it. I just wanted to say I love this new show. The cool. new, show new show to me. New We're to you. Here. Yeah. New to me. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Uh, it's been another great episode, Kit. Thank you very much. This Absolutely. is my co-host, Kit. Hi. They use they, them pronouns, and you can find them at Kit's Always Sunny on TikTok and Instagram, Pacific Northwest Perfume, and at PacificNorthwestPerfume.com. Correct. And this is my co-host, Dave, who uses they and he pronouns. You can find them at, at I am Dave Felton on 
TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And the website. I and the website. Com. <laughs> and you can find us at twopansinapod.show. Leave us a message. Please.